Well, hello everyone. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome you to the very first episode of Couch Conversations by Hummingbird Journeys, a fortnightly podcast where real women sit down to discuss real issues heart to heart. I am your host, Kareem Lee, and today I am honored to be joined by a woman I love, respect, and deeply treasure, a woman who is recklessly in love with Jesus, a wife, a mother, both biologically and spiritually, an anointed, ordained minister of the gospel, and a woman who is intent on pursuing her God-given purpose. Pastor Mrs. Valerie Charles Chike Nezianya, welcome to the Hummingbird Journeys Couch and welcome to the very first episode of Couch Conversations. Pastor Valerie, tell us a bit about yourself. I am married to Charles. We've been blessed by the grace of God with two double portion children, Zachary and Juanita. I'm an accountant by profession. I currently work as a compliance officer in one of the foreign banks here in Singapore. And uh, I love the Lord Jesus with all of my heart. Uh, I'm sold out completely for his purpose. I love people. I love women. I love families. I love to see women achieve their purpose in life. That's me. Welcome, Pastor Valerie, to the couch, the Hummingbird Journeys couch. Thank you. And we are so honored that you have agreed to be the first guest on our podcast, Couch Conversations. I'm very honored, actually. Very honored. (laughs) Awesome. So, Pastor Valerie, because you were such an integral part of the birthing of Hummingbird Journeys, you know that the heart behind Hummingbird Journeys is to be able to create a safe space where women are healed, where women are restored to their original purpose for which God has created them. That's right. And you know that when we sit down to speak like this, Mm -hmm. it's a heart-to-heart conversation. Absolutely. It's a real conversation. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. So real women discussing real Real issues. issues. That's right. And today you have agreed to share with us a bit about something that Hummingbird Journeys has kept in focus. Mm -hmm which is women living intentionally, women living out their purpose, but being intentional about how they do so. Yeah. Yeah? Yes. So um, we're going to share a bit about that today. And before we move into that, I know that you have a passion for women's ministry. I do, by the grace of God. By God's grace. May I know why? What birthed that passion in you? Why are you so intrigued about serving women? When I gave my life to Christ, um, I had what I refer to as a personal encounter with the Lord. It was like the Lord 
exposed me to me to say this is who you are and I want to take this person that you see and use her for my purpose and for my glory and it made me realize that I was handpicked by God and so that made me special and as God began to lead me through life and the challenges of life I saw God really in my life. I saw God take me out of situations where I was stigmatized because of what I was passing through. And realizing that God had the power to do this for me, I knew that I could introduce him to many other women so that they do not have to stay in places that God has not kept them. They could be passing through that place, but it is not God's will for them to remain in that place. So that birthed in me a passion to want to go back to tell other women that you don't have to stay where you are. You don't have to carry that name that God did not give you. That God is able to take you out of that situation and make something of your life that will cause men to marvel and say, wow, is this really the same person that we found down in the valley? So that has given me, you know, it's like I want to cry out to any woman that I come across to say, you can leave again. You can make it, you know. You don't have to be where you are because the God that we serve is able to bring you out, give you a new name, give you a new lease of life, make you somebody that people never thought you would be. That is what stares and fires me up to reach out to women. Awesome. So I heard something that stood out as you began sharing. You said God exposed you to you. Correct. Is that a unique experience for you? Or do you believe that God is able to expose everyone to themselves in such a way that they can become as fired up as you became fired up? Very good question. Um, you know, I believe that God can do the same for other women. What I don't know is whether such women are ready mm. to receive and embrace what they see, no matter how it looks, and to say, okay, this is me broken, completely useless, at least to myself. Mm. But I'm willing to accept that and to turn to God, to say, okay, God, now mold me, now make me. Because in this state, I am of no use to anybody. I'm not even of any use to myself. But Lord, I allow you, I accept that this is my state. So Lord, take me now. And do with me what you want to do. And I think because in the natural, women like to cover up. And again, I hope I am not stereotyping here. But just in the same way we like to use makeup to cover up all those things, that those you know, parts of us that are not perfect. In the same way, we like to conceal. We like to go along life thinking it's okay. We can deal with it. Uh, yeah, it's all part of life's challenges, you know, and I'll just bury it down there and I'll, I'll just get along with it. And 
we don't want to accept that, okay, listen, I'm facing a situation here where I'm unable to help myself. I failed, right? Uh, I can't do it. I can't go any further. Rather than pretend that I can go further and I'm not making any progress, I accept that, you know what? I've come to a point where I can't help myself anymore. I'm going to surrender to God. And I'm going to allow God to make a miracle out of my life. I don't need to know what it will be like tomorrow. All I need to do is surrender completely to Him. And trust Him for the miracle that will unveil each day. That will be a wonder. Not just to people, but also to me. And I think when we come to that point, it's a point and a place of brokenness to say, Lord, I lay it all down. I can't do this on my own. I'll never make it on my own. I'm intelligent by the grace of God. And I'm not saying I'm intelligent. What I'm saying is what we think in our minds. <laughs> we're intelligent. We are beautiful. Or we think we are beautiful. But Lord, I'm beautiful. But how come I was rejected? Mm. I'm beautiful. But how come? I was told I wasn't good enough. So you get to that point where you accept that, okay, this is who I am, or this is how it looks. So Lord, now you take over and lead me, right? And when you do that, then you see God take something that was forsaken, that was rejected. Scripture says the rejected stone becomes the chief cornerstone. Why? Because he begins to mold you in his own way. He begins to beautify you in his own way. And then you become something that people have never seen. Something that is a miracle. And I think that is a testimony of my life. Awesome. Okay, so we're going to be real mm -hmm. in this discussion, right? Yes. Okay. So we're going to, to, to break this down mm -hmm. because you've said quite a lot just now. But there are some areas I want to touch on. Okay. One of the things you said is that as women, we like to cover. Mm -hmm. Okay. But life sometimes requires us to cover. Some of us are naturally confidential persons. Some of us are naturally private some of us, because of the experiences of life where we've gotten hurt, mm -hmm. so we've trusted in someone, we've, mm -hmm. we've thought that, okay, this is the place that I can go to mm -hmm. um, for help. Mm -hmm. um, yes, this is someone I'm going to reach out to mm -hmm. because I need counsel or I need support. Mm -hmm. And in those very times that we've reached out mm -hmm. we've been hurt mm -hmm. but now you're saying that there is a need mm -hmm. not to be bound mm -hmm. by this feeling that i need to protect myself so i want you to break it down okay for us for those of us one who are naturally private who are mm -hmm. naturally confidential persons mm -hmm. And for those of us who have been hurt, mm -hmm. and let's be real, okay, because um, on in our audience, we'll have those who are Christians, mm -hmm. who are those who are not. Mm -hmm. But the reality is, even for the Christian woman, mm -hmm. some of this hurt has happened many times. many times. It's happened 
even within the church. Um, We've been hurt even by those who are believers, who are other Christians, etc. And um, I believe that that's a question that someone will ask. Okay, yes, I hear you say I need to come to this place. Mm -hmm. But how exactly do I do that? Okay. Notes I said, God exposes me Mm. to me. And I become bare before God and not before man. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree with you. Many of us, including myself, we've been hurt. People we trusted, people we looked up to, people we thought knew the truth, spoke the truth, and hopefully lived the truth right in our faces. They failed us. They've made their own mistakes, right? And even the people that we trusted and we took their counsel, you know, turned around and, you know, it's it's almost like they failed us in either how they lived out their lives or even where we expected them to tell us the truth. They didn't come all out to tell us the truth. So we've had so many situations like that. But I think... The difference is that we have sort of looked to men ah, okay. as opposed to God. This place I'm talking about is really a place of intimacy and transparency before the Lord. You know, you get to the point where you learn to hear God. You learn to know how he speaks to you, that you don't even actually have to flip open the pages of the Bible to know that God is speaking. Why? Because you've walked this path with him so much that you know when he's telling you to do something, right? And it's a place where you are so confident in God that it doesn't now matter what men tell you. You want to listen for the voice of the one that will never fail you. That is a place of strength. That is a place of beauty. That is a place where you are lifted And so in that place, you don't have to cover up because you know exactly what God wants from you. You know that I can't hide anymore from him. Um, He expects me to sort of come clean in my confessions, in the stance that I take in life, and then he can come in and do a walk in me. So that transparency is so important before God for us to receive strength to move on in life. Okay, so what I'm hearing uh, coming through very clearly is that you're saying the way we approach God, the way we approach our king, our master, mm-hmm. our our first husband in that place of intimacy is completely different from the way we approach man. That is correct. The way we approach people. Exactly what I'm saying. Exactly what I'm saying. And we mustn't confuse these two relationships, right? Because with God, we know that he's righteousness, right? Mm -hmm. There there is no, there is no pretense with God. God is all truth, right? What he says, is what he expects you to do, right? So we sort of, you know, um, measure 
what we have done against what he had said we should do. And we know where we fall short. Mm. And we know how to come back to him and get back in line with God. Okay. I want us to spend some time um, zooming in on purpose. Okay. Okay. So the topic of this episode is being intentional Mm -hmm. about pursuing purpose, Mm -hmm. about living out Mm -hmm. my purpose as a woman. Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially in the Christian circles, there are seasons where a particular word is very popular. Mm -hmm. And I think purpose in this season is one of those words. We're Mm -hmm. hearing it so often. And we run the risk of it becoming cliched. Mm-hmm. If we do not fully understand what this concept purpose means. Mm-hmm. So when you speak about purpose, when you speak about being intentional about pursuing purpose, mm-hmm. what does that really mean? Okay. So purpose for me is nothing but living out the will of God for my life. So purpose has nothing to do with what I want. Purpose has nothing to do with what I like. Purpose has nothing to do with what I'm comfortable with. Purpose has everything to do with what God wants for my life. And I tell you that it's not as simple as, oh yeah, you know, this is what God wants for my life, so I embrace it. Because sometimes purpose would mean to love the ones, the very ones that hate you. Purpose will mean go to places that are not comfortable. So, Understanding God's purpose for my life is what does he want me to do for him? What is it that I've been created for? Because scripture says I've been created to give God glory. How does God want me to glorify him in my life? It means even when I go through challenging times, God wants to be glorified in my challenging times. So my challenging times are not times where I go and sulk and hide myself and put myself away and say, oh, you know, I'm forgotten, I'm rejected, I'm all of that. No. Purpose is about, okay, I am experiencing this, but even through this experience, God must be glorified. So it's really not living in accordance with my will and what I want and my agenda in life, but living to God's agenda. It hurts, but I keep going, right? I meet a lot of obstacles on the way, but I press on. I press on knowing that God has called me to do this. It's, I'll give you an example. You go ministering to a woman because I have, I believe I have a calling towards women. And then you go trying to evangelize or trying to witness to somebody. And each time you go, you know, you, you face a lot of, you know, um, rejection, rejection blocks. right? And blocks. And then people are thinking, oh, the person you're ministering to is like, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Don't come into my space. Don't come into my life and all of that. I mean, at the end of the day, you're trying to help the person, right? So you can say, you know what? Why do I have to worry about this? This is your problem. I'm only here to help you. So, okay, you go ahead and do whatever you want to do with your life. No, for me, living out the purpose of God, knowing that I've been called to minister to this woman would mean that I will tarry for her joy. She may not accept me today, but I have no bitterness in my heart. I have no anger. I have, you know, um, nothing but love. For the person. Yes, I'll give the person the space she needs, but I'll continue in prayer. I'll continue in hope and expectation that one day she will turn around. 
one day she will come to the place that God wants her to come. That is purpose for me. So you see that it's not comfortable for me because nobody wants to be rejected, especially when you're trying to help somebody. No one wants to feel like you don't, you're not receiving that help or you don't want that help. But purpose keeps me going on, knowing that this is what God, you know, has called me to do. And I believe that God gives us the grace to live out his purpose. So this is why you cannot just live out another man's purpose. You have to be given the grace for this thing, to do this thing, because God is depending on you. That, okay, even if everyone disappoints, you will not disappoint because he's giving you the grace to run with it. Okay. Thank you for sharing, for explaining our purpose. You've also, I believe, touched a bit on being intentional about this purpose, mm -hmm. uh, where I heard you say clearly that it's, it's not about the, the feelings. Mm -hmm. It's not about whether or not I feel like doing this, mm -hmm. but because I am committed to fulfilling whatever it is that God requires of me, mm -hmm. even in those moments where I'm not as enthusiastic, mm -hmm. where I'm feeling uh, rejected or it's, it's, it's physically a challenge for me, mm -hmm. I push beyond that. That's right. Because in those times as well, Kareem, um, you may not be celebrated. You may not be recognized for the efforts you're putting in to trying to help this person or this project or whatever. Actually, the more you give, the more people, you know, look down on you. So when you are living out the purpose of God, it's not for your personal benefit. It's not for your personal gain. You may not get even much joy sometimes from it uh, because there are challenges. There are obstacles to deal with. Uh, but when you know that this is pleasing to the Lord, when you know that you are sent by the Lord, when you know that, you know, Jesus suffered, so you will suffer. Jesus lived out his purpose, but it wasn't an exciting time for him. The very people he came to save were the very ones who rejected him. They nailed him to that cross. The very ones he died for. So, But he lived out his purpose. That was his purpose, to come and bring redemption to mankind. Die, take on upon himself our death, which he did not deserve. So when we're living out the purpose of God, we need to know that it's not really about us. <laughs> it's about God. And tell me a man or a woman who wants to live life for other people and not themselves. Okay, so there's a question that's, you know, mulling around in my mind. Because this sounds tough. Mm. It sounds... It sounds <laughs> <laughs> and it's, again, one of the reasons why I wanted us to really speak about this whole thing about purpose. Because, again, the word is tossed around so casually. Mm. But even listening to you speak, intentionally walking in purpose sounds difficult. So... What are the characteristics that need to be developed? What needs to be nurtured in me so that I can come to that place where I am intentionally pursuing purpose, where I am intentionally living out this purpose for which I have been ordained? And I don't want to sound as if I'm an island, you know, one who dwells all by herself and has no friend or, you know, no human relationship. Because I'm going to go back again to the point of man. 
right? Uh, you were talking. You were asking the question. Your question is on what are the characteristics of someone who is intentionally living out the purpose of God? Mm. Well, one of the things that I feel is so necessary is your complete, complete dependence on God and not man. Because I always believe that people cannot take you to places not be, right? If I've not been to a place, I cannot tell you how that place is. And sometimes when it comes to purpose, the people that you look up to have not been given the grace for that assignment, have not been given an understanding of that assignment. So how are they in a position to guide me to fulfilling my purpose? You're opening a whole can of worms. <laughs> I, know. I, know, I know, but let's talk about it. Yes. Let's, let's talk about it. Uh-huh. Because sometimes people think that, oh, because, you know, I have been much longer in ministry, mm-hmm. right? And so I know this topic so well. But grace to operate in a purpose, God-given purpose, has nothing to do with any man. It comes directly from God. And this is why your ears must be open to hear God yourself. I can't come and say to you, this is your purpose in life. I have no right. I cannot tell you that. I can help to stir up because I see a passion in you. But ultimately, the blueprints of your purpose has to be given to you by the Lord himself. So your ears must be open to hear him clearly. The Bible says the voice of strangers, I will not hear. Because there are many voices that want to speak into your life. You know, many people who think, oh, okay, this purpose, people have, you know, accomplished this purpose or are living out this purpose long before you. Why would yours look any different? Why would yours go a different path to what other people are doing? Right? Because like you said, it's become a... A cliche, purpose. We're all doing, living out our purpose, our purpose. Sometimes what we mean by living out our purpose is we are living out our own will, our own agenda, what we like to do. What I'm comfortable with. What I'm comfortable with. with. So true. What I think I'm good at. What I think I'm good at. What I'll be celebrated for. Mm. What will make me famous. It's all, it's all called purpose, right? But for me, purpose, and according to scripture, is the will of God. Again, going back to our Lord Jesus Christ as our standard, he lived out his purpose. What he lived out wasn't a palatable experience. It wasn't a lovely experience, right? He but didn't have a home. He came to but that's for. what he came to mm-hmm. add for. And that's what he, what he was glorified for. That is what he was celebrated for. God said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. God was pleased with him because he stayed focused on his purpose. He didn't come to seek the applause of men. He didn't come to seek recognition from men. He knew who he was. He knew who sent him. And this is why he said, I will not say anything I have not heard my father say. He was so focused on his purpose. Now, did he walk amongst men? He did. He walked amongst them. Right? He walked amongst them. He even sat down and ate with tax collectors. But he didn't become a tax collector. He didn't become as deceitful as they were. Why? Because he was so focused on his purpose. He knew what to do at what time because he was listening to the voice of his father. So again, going back to the question on the characteristics of one who is going to intentionally live out her purpose, you have to have your ear inclined to hear God. 
it is important that the voice that you are hearing is the voice of the word of God. How do I know the voice of God? The voice of God is the voice of his word. So leaving out everything fully, what the word of God says, what God is saying to you, you know, concerning how you live out your purpose, how you tarry, how you forgive, how you love your enemies, right? How you make sacrifices, whatever it is the Bible says concerning what God has called you to do in that area that God has called you to do, you begin to live it. You begin to, and again, you will not be celebrated. You will not be applauded. No, you won't be. In fact, people will think you're foolish. People will think, what's wrong with you? I mean, people will think, you know, how can you do this for free? You do it because you know that you're being led by the Lord. And he's the one guiding you. You want to hear him. You don't want to miss it. You want to make sure that you cut out all the politics, cut out all, you know, uh, the political correctness sometimes. You know, when something is not what it is, people say it is. Right, And you are able to come and say, no, this is what it is because this is not in line with the word of God. You're not going to be celebrated for that. You're not going to be celebrated. But are you willing? Am I willing to pay that price? Because it will cost us. Living out your purpose may cost you friendships. Right? It may cost you, it will cost you friendships because people, you will not always do what the system of this world expects you to do. You could be called names for it. But who would you choose to obey? Who would you choose to live for? God or for the applause of men? Well, I choose God. Right? And so that's why when you want to talk about purpose, your God-given purpose, it's important that we really break it down so we really understand what this purpose means. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm hearing you clearly say that in order to be intentional about pursuing my purpose, that I have to have that inner confidence. I have to have that inner conviction that this is what I am called to do. And this is what God requires of me Mm -hmm. so that he can be glorified Mm -hmm. through my life. And the journey may be lonely, you know. (laughs) <laughs> the journey may be lonely. Um, but it's fine because you're not alone. God is with you to guide you every step of the way. And that confidence, that conviction comes because my ears are tuned to what God is saying. That's right. It actually leads to the next question I was going to ask you about the disciplines. Okay. That I would need to, of course, allow to become a natural part of who I am. Mm -hmm. What are some of those disciplines that I would need to adopt? Uh, And I hear very clearly coming out from what you're sharing is that spending time in the place of prayer, in the presence of God is essential. Spending time in his word, knowing what his word says is essential. It is so essential. Mm -hmm. So essential. And you know, your greatest place of uh, peace and um, not just peace, but your of security mm. must be in the presence of the Lord. Because when you seclude yourself 
to study the word of God by secluding. So you lock yourself away and you pick up your Bible and you study. You want to hear God speak to you. It has to be a moment that you look forward to. It has to be a moment that you treasure. It has to be a, mo a time that you depend on, right? Because it is important that you hear God clearly. You understand what God is saying. And God speaks in a still small voice. He speaks through his words. Something jumps at you. And you think, okay, that is the word that God is saying to me in this moment. I need to take a hold of that word. I need to run with it. I need to do exactly what that word says. But if you don't, you know, remove yourself from the hustle and bustle of life, right? From the busyness of life, for all the noises and all the voices that are around you, then how can you hear the still small voice clearly? So, of course, starting with the word is also a time of prayer. Because prayer is an act of dependence on God. You're saying, I can't do this. I can't understand this in my own human knowledge. So I am surrendering unto God. I'm asking God to help me. I'm asking God to give me understanding. Uh, of course, with prayer would come a lot of meditation on the word of God, right? I don't mean that sudden quietness that you sit down and for hours and hours you do nothing except the Lord tells you to just be still in his presence and just listen. But when you listen, you're expecting to hear him speak to you. It's not just a long silence of nothing. If he says, be still, so he, you're to st be still so that you can hear God minister his word to you. So you minister, you read the word, you meditate on the word, and then you allow him, you know, minister that word to your spirit in the quietness of your spirit. So where you are not taking anything, you are not, you're just allowing God, the spirit of the Lord to just speak through you to make known these words that you have read and studied, these words that you have meditated on, so that you are able to receive it and run with it. So for me, these are the key disciplines. Um, like I said, the studying of the word of God, uh, meditating on the word of God. So studying is actually reading it. Then you meditate. There's a difference between studying and meditating. So study, you, you research you know, you read different scriptures, you read different translations of the scriptures so that you understand the meaning of the word. Then you meditate on it by speaking it over and over again, confessing it, letting your spirit take it in, right? And then you just sit down and just allow the word because the word itself has life. Let it minister to your spirit. Let it flow through your soul, right? And you see, as it flows through your soul, your soul it begins to wash, you know, the Bible says we are washed with the word. And it begins to transform your mind. And you begin to think, you begin to have the mind of Christ. And you begin to think like him. And then you see that when you step out and you are confronted with a situation, you don't react the way normal human beings would react. There's something else that has taken a hold of you that is telling you, yeah, it pains you, but it's okay. The, the pain is temporary. The world or the system of the world will say, it's paining you. And you know what? That pain can be there for a very long time, even if you wouldn't be there for a very long time, right? But the word of God transforms. It changes the way you think. And it realigns your thinking to the way God thinks. And that's how you're able to walk in his will and to do what he says rather than what your flesh and what the system of the world is telling you to do. Okay. I got blessed by that. I really just got blessed by that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Awesome. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've come to know about you mm -hmm. 
is that you're very radical about this pursuit of purpose. I've had the opportunity to have a front row seat <laughs> to the radical side of Pastor Valerie. Is this something that comes out of applying these disciplines to your life? Or how do I say this? Is this something that comes out of studying the word, spending time in his presence? What exactly? <laughs> what exactly has brought you to this place where you are so radical about pursuing the purpose that you have been ordained for? Let me be extremely open and real with you, all right? And I'm going to speak from my heart, hoping that I will be blessed by what I am about to say again. And you will be blessed. And those listening to us over this podcast will be blessed as well. I found complete, complete joy in being alone with the Lord. It has been the most glorious times of my life. Glorious. Glorious. You know, you are in the presence of the Lord and it ministers to you in such a way that it's so real. It is not orchestrated by any human being. It's just you alone with the Lord and you're so filled with his love. So filled with his love. So filled with revelation of God's word that you come out of that experience you come out of that experience, you know, feeling, am I sure I can live on this earth normally again? Right? You see things around you and there's a strength. There's a strength, an inner strength in you that comes from a place of being with God that makes you fearless, that makes you determined to go to places where nobody wants to go to, to do things that people will not want to identify with in mm. the name of the Lord. And I had this experience and I would never forget it. I brought 29 prostitutes into my mother's house. I went on an evangelism to a brothel back in Africa. And my heart was so, you know, um, compassionate for these women. They didn't have to be doing what they're doing. Nobody would go near them. I mean, go, even being seen around the area, it, it, was, it was just not, it, it, you just could not be around the area. And I remember getting, I think it was either a sister or a brother in church, because then I wasn't driving, took my mother's car, packed these women into the car and brought them to my house, got my mother to cook for them. And one by one, we saw them give their life to Jesus. And for me, it was the joy that was in heaven at that time. 
that these women could actually surrender to the Lord. Sister Kareem, when you have such an experience, nothing else matters. You mm -hmm. can go all out for the Lord. You have seen God say something to you and you speak the exact words to people and you see them come alive. And you think, what is it that is impossible with God? Nothing is impossible with God. And so I found my greatest joy, sense of fulfillment, loving the Lord. I say to people when they say, oh, okay, you've been married 25 years. You have a good husband, good children. I said, there's nothing that I deserve. There's nothing that I did myself. I'm only enjoying the favor of God. Because if I didn't know how to love the Lord, no man could love me. I'm flawed. I am not without my faults. But I know that it is God. I know that it is my love for the Lord. I know that, you know, I'm willing to give up anything because of God. And that has made the entire difference in my life. And so nothing is too much to give up for God. Nothing is too much. If I'm around people and they're talking about even money, oh, we can't spend this money, it's too much. And I said, for what? For the things of God? You are kidding me. We need to give everything that we have because we have nothing apart from him. So when you've experienced God in many ways, I've seen God walk in my life. I've seen God move mountains in my life. I was called barren. I was referred to as a man living with another man because I, they said I couldn't bear children, right? For many years, I got called names. And then suddenly, because I trusted God and I put my faith in God and I served God through my years, of challenge, God suddenly remembered me. Not once. Not once. <laughs> Twice. He changed my name. Mm. He gave me life. He gave me hope. Mm. The rejected one now became one that was sought after. Mm. And when I say, God, do this in my life, I have nothing to hold back from the Lord. Nothing. Bless him. Because everything that I have, belongs to him. As you know me very well, there's nothing I wouldn't give for the Lord. Mm -hmm. Nothing. And I pray that God will keep me this way till he comes. I don't want to change. I don't want to exchange the life that I have. Actually, I want to love him more. I recognize that I've been so busy in my secular work that I have not given him the time that he deserves. And I only keep praying. I say, God, help me Help me come back to that place of complete intimacy with you. Because there is life there. Amen. Wow. Wow. I mean, what do we say after that? Wow. God is, is a faithful God. He's a loving Father. And I know that He... He's no respecter of persons. Mm. He wants to have this relationship with all of his daughters. All he's saying is if I knock on that door of your heart today, just open. Open. He says, the Bible says he uses the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. I'm a foolish thing. Mm. And the wise cannot understand what God has done with me. And he, they will not understand what he will do with you and many other women who will open their hearts to the Lord today. He's a faithful God. He is not like man. 
I love that saying. He's a faithful God. He is not like man. Mm. And I rest my case. <laughs> Amen. Wow, I've been so blessed. Amen. Uh, by our time together mm. today, uh, it's just been a blessing. Truly has been a blessing. Uh, before we go, Pastor Valerie, in your introduction, you didn't share this bit with us, um, but I have the privilege okay. of knowing some things that you didn't share in your introduction. And we know that you are an author. By the grace of God, I've authored <laughs> a number of books, but especially one with a wonderful woman of God, but go ahead. Okay, so uh, could you please tell us about your latest book, which we happen to know ties into this whole topic of purpose. <laughs> so if you could please uh, just tell us a bit about your latest book. and um, It is one that I will forever treasure. Um, it's actually the book that I wrote with you, Kareem. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that this book is going places. I had a, a message from a sister, one of our sisters, a mutual friend of ours who was, uh, you know, about to give birth, as you know, one of our sisters. And she wrote to me and said, Pastor Valerie, I am reading this book and it is so good. She said, I can't stop underlining my book in my book. <laughs> okay, I know who that is. <laughs> and uh, to be honest, uh, I really believe that the book Path to Purpose, from brokenness to wholeness to fulfilling your purpose, is one that will set a lot of women free. Mm. It is us you know, recognizing that, yes, we are flawed. Yes, we've made mistakes. Yes, we've been stigmatized. Um, yes, by situations, but we can rise from it. We can understand what God says concerning us, and we can run with our God-given purpose and make a difference to nations. I was very excited about, you know, the recent trip to Haiku, China, where the young ladies and actually the men joined in in the prayer and fasting program, which is, you know, recommended in the book, 21 Days Daniel Fast, which the students undertook. And I tell you, the anointing that fell upon the house at the end of the 21 days um, during the um, event that was held to sort of end the fast was one that I would not forget in a hurry. Because I just saw God move in lives. Mm -hmm. wasn't anything anybody did. Hands were not laid on anybody. But people just surrendered themselves to say, Father, I want to embrace my purpose. And God ministered to us in the way that he chose to meet each of us individually. So I recommend it. Um, and I am trusting God that it will reach nations. It Amen. will set women free. Amen. It will restore destinies. Amen. Because I know that God has sent forth his word to bring forth healing. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Kareem, 
for the privilege and honor. And I must say, you are actually the one who stirred up the birth of that book. Because I remember we were preparing to go for ministry in China. And the topic the ladies asked us to speak on was on purpose. And I remember your words very clearly. And so, Pastor Valerie, will we be writing a book? And I looked at you like, you were joking, right? How many days do we have to get a book to print? We literally had, what, two, three weeks? It wasn't, it wasn't a long time we had. Three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. So when I look back, the cover of the book that you designed, um, how you took some chapters, I took some chapters, how we came together, how we walked overnight, how we went back and forth with the printer, and today, something is out. I just sent some copies to Uganda last night. Oh, wow. It is going round nations. By the grace of God, when we go for Uganda 2020, we will take copies of those books to Uganda. We will print more. Unless God directs for something else okay. for that season. May his will be done, exactly. is what I say. But my desire, as we speak now... <laughs> Is that this vision will go to the ends of the earth. Amen. Where we cannot reach, my prayer is that the book will reach mm -hmm. this women in these locations. And I'm thanking you ahead for the online version of the book, which I believe you're working on. So that by we can, grace. by the grace of God, we can mm -hmm. reach more women. We can take this truth to the ends of the earth. Women do not have to die in their troubles. They do not have to suffer alone. God has made a way of escape. God has brought deliverance. He's bringing relief. God is setting our feet upon higher ground so that we can give life to our generation. The Bible says Eve was called the mother of all living. We are descendants of Eve, right? We are not of the disobedient Eve. We are of the righteous Eve through our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we are to give life to our generation. So no matter our situations, our challenges in life, we can rise from these things, from these situations and give life to generations in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I think that's an excellent point to close this episode on. So if you could just remind our women of their purpose to give life. Mm. And, and let's just, you know, emphasize that as we close. Okay. That life-giving purpose mm -hmm. that a woman has been created for. Mm. Just give that reminder and give that encouragement as we close the okay. episode, please. Okay. I want to encourage you, young woman, old woman, mother, daughter, you know, child, whoever you may be, I want to tell you that God created you with a womb for a purpose. And as you know, a womb conceives life. And God has called us the mother of all living. Actually, it was Adam who named Eve the mother of all living. Meaning that we have been created, you have been created to give life to your generation. So no one is to put out that God-given life that God wants to birth through you. There is a purpose for why you have been given a womb. 
You can conceive visions. You can conceive, you know, great things in God. If you understand that you have been called out and set apart for this life-giving purpose. So I want to speak to your spirit, man. I want to speak to your situation to say, don't sit where you are anymore. Arise. Arise from your slumber. Arise from your sleep. Arise from where life has put you. And embrace your God-given purpose. Embrace that which God is going to do through you. Because I'm confident that the one who has promised cannot fail. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for your time today, Pastor Valerie. As always, it has been truly a blessing sitting Amen. with you, speaking with you. And I trust that our listeners will be equally blessed as they have the opportunity to listen to this podcast. Thank you very very much, much. Kareem, for having me on the Hummingbird couch. I will be glad to come back. I was just about to remind you that (laughs) this is the first of many. (laughs) But thank you very much for offering. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you too. Couch Conversations by Hummingbird Journeys is a fortnightly podcast where real women sit down to discuss real issues heart to heart. We trust that you've been blessed by today's episode. Please feel free to share with other women you feel could also be blessed. If you'd like to have more information about Hummingbird Journeys and what we do, feel free to visit us at hummingbirdjourneys.com or connect with us on our social pages Instagram, and Facebook at Hummingbird Journeys. We would love to hear from you and to receive your feedback, your comments, and also suggestions for topics that you would personally like to have covered in our future episodes. God bless you.